Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 106 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stopper, Brendan Escott with you. In this hour, we'll hear from John Shannon, our NHL insider, as well as Jack Michaels. And we'll also do a little bit of Oilers Now trivia for Greta, coming down at about 1.22 today. Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. They wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. We head off to our River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, where we are joined by our NHL insider, John Shannon. John, how are you? Great, Bob, you? Good. Uh, I found it interesting yesterday, right after the meeting ended, nothing got out. And there's a little bit starting to slowly uh, get out there right now. I know there's a piece on The Athletic that's been written. We just had Elliot Friedman on the show. Uh, You're certainly pumped in as anybody is, especially uh, with league sources. Um, Would you term what? Uh, happened yesterday informational educational or was there a little bit of movement yesterday what do you think's gone on i don't think there was any movement i think it was um three or four people talking uh and uh, the board listening um there wasn't uh, you know there wasn't much pushback yesterday i think that'll probably happen in private if it if it does happen at all um you know, the one thing I would say, Bob, is, is, and we we should pay attention to this, is that in the, in the spring when we started to hear stories about uh, the, retur- the original return to play, um, things changed on a, on a weekly basis. And they changed on a weekly basis because of COVID. Yep. And I fully expect that that will happen again as, as the pandemic seems to go in waves and Right now, we're in pretty serious situation in a, in a lot of places across the continent. Yeah. Uh, and I think that uh, although I've been told by certain sources it won't really affect some of the planning, I I, I don't think how, I, I don't see how it can't. And I think that's something that uh, that that the commissioner's office uh, and the owners will be very very and and the players' association 
we'll be very cognizant of as we proceed over the next two to three weeks. You said conversations in private. Uh, I'm assuming you mean between Gary Bettman and perhaps some of the partners in the league, the owners in the league. Do you think there's owners that would prefer not playing at all? I do. If, um, in this, okay. I, th- I think there's, you know, there's, there's, there's probably three groups in all of this. Um, obviously, there's the executive group and a, a group of owners in the NHL that uh, that Gary keeps quite informed and quite close to him. And if he can convince those ten owners to to buy in, uh, then usually the other 21, soon to be 22, uh, will buy in uh, quickly as well. Uh, I, the update yesterday was, you know, six days after. Uh, a discussion with that executive committee that, uh, that that Gary thought that he was in a in a good place after talking to Don Fear and Matt Schneider at the Players Association. So from that perspective, uh, I, I think that there there there's another group that you know will will certainly buy into anything that Gary wants to do, and I, and I think there's a small group, perhaps between seven and ten owners that. Um, want to push back and say, hold on, I, you know, I mean, I, I'm not in a position without putting people in the seats and without my food and beverage and without my local revenue uh, to be paying this t- these types of salaries, uh, whether it's the 72% as the, the new memorandum of understanding becomes or the players want to play 82 games, Bob. Players want to play, <laughs> they want to play as many games to get their full salaries. Right, uh, and I think that that's going to be in dispute at one point, whether whether they get their their full salaries or they get a portion of their full salaries or they get fifty percent of HRR. Uh, it's it's going to be an interesting time to uh, to figure out, and you and I I can't help but remember when we started to talk about this last March about players, and we were paying attention to what was going on in Major League Baseball with the disputes between the Players Association and the Major League owners about how much money the players were getting paid. I think that's what we're going to see a little bit. We're going to see a little bit of a dispute between the players and the owners when it comes to how much money uh, they are supposed to get paid for the return to play without uh, without people in the seats. We're joined by John Shannon, our NHL insider, Bob Stauffer, with you Oilers now. You mentioned Gary's kind of got like an executive. Who are some of the power ownership groups in the league that Gary would sort of you know seek uh, counsel from or have conversations with well there there are it, it's not any sort of a, an executive it is a, it's called the executive committee there are 10 owners on it three of those are canadian murray edwards uh, mark chipman and jeff wilson are on that committee obviously the chairman of the board jeremy jacobs is on that committee craig leopold is on that committee uh off the, that, that's who i have off the top of my head i'll okay. think of the other five as we go but um, it, there are uh, Jeff Vinnick is on that committee from Tampa, so there there are some very successful owners in the group. I, I think they would all view themselves as successful, um, but some some from big markets, some from little markets, uh, obviously, and uh, and a good Canadian representation as well. Well, I mean, it's interesting you talk about. You know, let's just say. So you mentioned the fact the players want to play as many games as they can. The owners, conversely, you know, and again, we had Elliot on before. You heard the, you saw the tweet out of Los Angeles a couple days ago. Don't, you know, to send up to their season seat holders or whatever. There won't be any games played. Uh, Gavin Newsom, of course, is a, a well-known Democrat. Uh, 
governor in the state of California. California's always been a bit of a, a question area for a lot of people in professional sport because they tend to lean a certain way. I think that was evidenced. Uh, I, I believe that state was awarded after 30 seconds of the polls closing. Uh, so here's the thing, John. Everybody's got different perspectives, right? Like, realistically, most people listening to the show right now would say, well, if, we get a, if we're lucky enough to get in a 60-game schedule, surely the players will understand that they're only going to get 60, you know, paid for 60%, but not so fast, right? And that's going to be part of the debate? I think so. Uh, I, I think Because I think the players will say, well, hold on. We just signed a long-term extension, four years, uh, when we agreed to, uh, if we do come back for the next season, that it's 72% of, the, uh, of our salaries. Um, and, and, and obviously that got ratified by the NHL board before it got agreed to. So, uh, but I, I, do think that, I do think there will be some pushback from some owners who um, are, are, to put it in, in, in another way, is, is, are cash-strapped. They're not poor, but uh, they're not as liquid as they would normally be in, our, in, an, in an NHL season. Yeah, and that's that's just a given. Like, you know, is a forty-eight game scan a compromise between the two? Well, I mean, you know, it's funny if if you if you put in in place a July fifteenth finish. Yep. Um, and you started the first week of Jul- first week of January. Could you get Could you get a sixty game schedule done? I think you could. Well, but it, but again, it goes to how you play those games. Are you are you in those? Are you playing in your own arenas? There is a lot of appetite for guys to stay in their own arenas for home games if it does happen. Um, but at the same time, there's still an appetite, I think, uh, of some people to say, let's just let's try these these partial bubbles. So who knows? I mean, really, again, the fact that I mean, we can speculate all we want, just as we did in the spring. But things change constantly, and and that's the one thing I think that you know that that, uh, that both the players' association and the league what they try to do is adapt to the climate, the public health climate at the time. Now you, you know you, you you talked about the Los Angeles situation. I I, I think there were I actually think there were parts of of uh, whether it's Orange County or, or even L.A. County where the Staples Center is, that they thought they could put some people in the building. But we all know that Santa Clara County, where San Jose is, are, are much more militant about uh, indoor public uh, gatherings. They were yes. the ones who actually became the driving force for, uh, for the first, uh, in March, about, about the Sharks games not being able to be played. So it, it, it changes in every jurisdiction. New York State, New Jersey are much more uh, militant than, say, Florida. So it's it's going to be a very interesting juggling act by both the league and the union to figure out what is best for everybody involved. Well, and again, you're you've got a players' association going against owners as well, right? And and you know, there's a little bit to, we, like we have the same. Hey, I don't know if you have this going on in Ontario, but. 
I mean, I have friends calling me in, in the private sector saying, Bob, the decisions are being made by the public sector. The unions ensure those employees get paid full. I've had to lay off 40% of my staff, and now they're telling me we need no, more crackdowns. Well, I'm feeling the pinch. Yeah. And all these individuals in the public sector, the majority, not all of them, but the majority of them are still getting paid full, and they're dictating policy to us. And it's it's exasperating and frustrating because and I'm not second-guessing the decision of Alberta Health or anything. I'm just saying that's a discussion point that's out there. So if that's out there in our everyday lives in a place like, I, I think we can understand why it's a fluid situation when it comes to negotiation for the NHL as well, John. Well, on top of that, at what point uh, does it become a public relations nightmare for both the league and the players for them to be dickering over millions of dollars when there are people in both countries losing their jobs? Yes, you absolutely. Know, that, that, you know, I mean, there has to be some level of a reality check in all of this for everybody. Um, you know, we love our hockey, Bob. We want to see hockey played in a safe environment. But we have to get our priorities straight. You know, For, this, this is this is re, this is what 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 the, what 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 the continent what the world is going through is a heck of a lot more important than at times worrying about whether we're going to have a 48 56 60 or 70 game regular season or no season at all or, For, no, or no season at all which which I, I I must admit I did have a conversation with one NHL executive uh, at a in the last four weeks that said it has to be contemplated. Foregone conclusion, if they play, Canadian division? Uh, absolutely. Some level, yeah. I mean, the border, you know, the border's going to be the way it is. I mean, I, I'm as much as we have essential workers traveling back and forth, I don't think there's much of an appetite for Canadians to have the border opened uh, with the pandemic raging in the United States. All right. Uh, awesome stuff. I am getting texts asking, hey, what's going on with the, the Rogers uh, TV deal? We, we, I guess that, too, is a fluid situation. Is that right, John? I think so. Uh, I, I think so. I mean, I, I, when you look at the, how, the, how the, uh, you know, the network has to prioritize uh, and the teams have to prioritize, I think that uh, that's probably uh, been an ongoing uh, discussion for a long period of time. Just to set the record, Edmonton had very competitive numbers uh, regionally. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Listen, the Oilers have been the Oilers have had steady ratings, um, and uh, have been a, a big driver. And when you consider when you consider uh, Bob that uh, Rogers has the ability to take a certain portion of the regional rights that they own and put them national, ten more games. Uh, it makes the Oilers that much more attractive when you consider they're going to have Connor McDavid and the Hart Trophy winner in the lineup. Uh, would Edmonton be a top five team in the league for regional TV numbers? Do you think? Uh, I I actually might put all seven teams in Canada in the top five <laughs> compared to the United States. We have we we are we don't understand how much greater TV ratings are in Canada even on a regional basis uh, than we are in every market in the United States. I mean, every Canadian team probably 75% of the time outrank the New York Rangers. 
There you so, go. And we, and we would think that the New York Rangers are the number one rated team because they're in the largest market. That's how, that's how good Canadian television is for hockey. And that's how good Canadian hockey fans are. We, you know, they, it, it, comparing Canadian um, TV ratings versus U.S. ratings on a regional basis is apples and oranges. John, we appreciate the update. We'll uh, talk on Monday and see if there's any movement, okay? Yes, sir. That is John Shannon. John Shannon is our NHL insider, Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. Do want to mention to you that uh, Brent Ridge Ford out in Wetaskiwin looking for trades. They're down their used vehicle inventory. Ford Motor Company will give you a trading bonus of up to $2,500 for a 2016 model or older. The team at Brent Ridge Ford is keeping your safety their top priority, and they are complying with all AHF safety protocols. So go down and see Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at your Ford Truck Authority on the Auto Mile, Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin. When we come back... With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We'll talk trade and a little bit of trivia. Oilers now trivia for Greta up next. Hi, this is Jujar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. Stoffer, you never do trivia on your show. Well, we're going to do it. A uh, special shout-out to uh, the old Brendan, Brendan Ulrich, for helping set this up. It is time now for Oilers Now Trivia, brought to you by Greta. With 20 food truck street food items from around the world greta bar let's play let's drink let's eat what are we playing for mr escott well if you haven't been to greta bar then i'd like to bring to your attention the multitude of uh, old schooly arcade games that they have available to play you're playing for 50 dollars worth of gamer credits towards those machines everything from the little basketball uh, stuff to nba jam big buck hunter etc etc they've got quite a great selection all right uh so there you have it uh hmm, how hard you know what? i'm gonna tie it into a trade I'm going to tie it into a trade and a guy that I liked. Okay. Roughly around this time, and we're going to talk about this coming up with uh, Jack Michaels because it's going to tie into somebody that passed away today uh, in the sporting world. Roughly around this time, two years in a row, the Edmonton Oilers went on an Eastern road trip. And in 2013, in the end of March of uh, the 2012-2013 season, when Ralph Kruger was still coaching the Oilers, Steve Tamalini was the general manager at that time. Uh, 
the Oilers organization signed this player to a four-year contract extension. There was a change of manager, change of coach, and roughly 20 games into the next season, when we were out east, actually this guy played 17 games the next year for the Oilers, the Edmonton Oilers traded away a guy that was a bit of a heart and soul guy to a team in their own division. Who was the player? 780-496-0063. You got to call in. You don't text in. You got to call in on our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, and Brendan will uh, take the call off air, and we'll find out. It's, it's actually a pretty easy question. Name the guy who signed a four-year contract into March 2013 and was traded in November of 2013, just 17 games into the 13-14 season. Uh, traded during the first of his uh, four-year deal. Uh, to AJ, who's listening out there online, if you're texting me directly, you're not eligible to win. I think I just outed AJ. Anyhow, uh, you keep texting. I think most people know who it is. It is not Bill Guerin. There we go. Uh, again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Wow. Let's get into some Ashley Fine Floor texts. Uh, John is a shutdown artist, Bob. Definitely uh, bought into the Dem propaganda. This is a case-demic, not a pandemic. In the entire country for, what, eight months? We have 10,500 uh, uh, 10, deaths from almost all elderly people, many of whom died with COVID, not of COVID. This is truly a scam. Wake up and take your mask off. It's useless. I would suggest that most of the listeners to the show would probably disagree that this is a scam or that you should be taking your mask off right now. Uh, I'm just going to hazard a guest, but everybody is entitled to their opinion. It is not. We have a winner, Bob. We have a winner. We have a winner. So the question was, uh, name the player signed to a four-year contract extension by then-general manager Steve Tambellini at the end of March of the 2012-13 season, the lockout year, who then in turn was traded early into the next season by Craig McTavish. And the answer was? You got it, Brendan. Brendan, are you there? Hello? Did we lose Brendan? I'm working on getting this all done, Bob. Rob is oh, our winner today. Rob is the winner. Okay, so there you go, Brendan. So we'll uh, we'll continue to, yeah, Lanislav Schmid. Loved him as a terrific guy, a real uh, hard-nosed defenseman. Uh, came over, obviously, in the Chris Pronger trade, uh, a deal that also brought the Edmonton Oilers Joffrey Lupel as well as uh, turned out to be a couple number one picks, one of whom was Jordan Eberle, and a second-round draft choice as well. Uh, Schmid played uh, for the Oilers from 06 uh, 77 games in 06 Never really developed an offensive side to his game. I mean, he could move the puck a little bit, but he played the majority of his career uh, with Edmonton. He ended up playing a total of 109 games in Calgary, 474 with the uh, Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club, and was a reliable number four defenseman. But it was I remember being in Philadelphia when that occurred, and we were a little bit taken aback. That I mean, they just signed a four-year deal with the uh, Oilers at that time. We're going to talk about Philadelphia and tie it into Paul Horning, who passed away. Uh, Horning, for you old schoolers, you'd remember him playing for Vince Lombardi. 
And there's a tie-in for Vince Lombardi as well. The Philadelphia story, when we come back with Pennsylvania's Jack Michaels after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.